about Key. Like, uh, Key, Key is a buddy of mine. I really like him. I don't want to break his brain by trying to get him to say Sliwa again. It, it, it took multiple attempts to get that, that your last name out of his mouth. So I, We just I don't need him to say playing. That. We don't need him to say Sliwa. <laughs> oh, so you want to do a little, a little editing. We can create a <laughs> editing along. Okay, yeah. fair enough. All right. Well, I'll, I'll text him. I'll have him do a little voice recorder, and uh, we'll, we'll have him send it along along the way. I Last night's college basketball games were a perfect example of why you used to love it, at least for me, speaking exclusively for me, and why I don't watch it anymore. The Arizona game was unwatchable. It was an unwatchable train wreck of a basketball game. It just was not good play. Then you flip over to Duke, and Duke looked like the Bobby Hurley, Christian Leitner, Grant Hill Duke teams. They couldn't miss, Slee. That was incredibly exciting, and who doesn't want to see Coach K win some big games? Nice to see the underdog come through. Yeah, Yeah, other than Emily. Emily loves Coach K. I want to keep emphasizing that. I think if you're watching a good product, you're okay to follow along. Because I'm with you. The, the, I, I wasn't watching the Arizona game. Oh. But the Duke game, two squads were playing good basketball. Yeah. There's actually, you feel like, I mentioned this at UCLA in their last game. They had guys that could, I'm, I'm going to go get a bucket. Like these guys, I'm like, wow, this guy's probably going to play in the league. If you see a good product, you're okay with it. But there's a lot of times in college basketball the basketball sucks. You have more athletes than you do basketball players. The referees, oh. I get more frustrated watching calls that the refs make than I do with the actual play. It's like either let them play or call every foul. Or I mean, I, 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 there's no consistency to it. So as long as the product is good, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I think there is some reminders that, yeah, college basketball is, is an easy, I don't need to watch this. I don't watch a ton of other college sports. I watch a ton of college football, obviously. The officiating is mediocre on its best day. I watch a decent amount of college baseball. Believe it or not, the umpiring is pretty good. It, it's, it's good enough, right? Very rarely do you watch a college baseball game and you notice the umpires over. They'll miss one here and there, but it's not. College basketball, Al, it's, it's the – it's arguably the biggest story of all. The, they had a direct impact on Gonzaga getting knocked out last night. That they, they, they put arguably there's what's the guy with the mustache, Emily? Not Drew Timmy, but uh, Chet Holmgren got kicked out. Chet Holmgren, but right. So Holmgren's probably their second best guy behind Timmy, right? So Holmgren's an incredibly important part of what they do, and the referees determined because it wasn't like he was out there clubbing guys. They were little ticky tack, little touch things. They they determined the outcome of that game by blowing the whistle. It's a terrible product. I, I, I don't know if you let, let me give a good example. When you go out to a restaurant, okay, you don't need to be you don't need it to be perfect. But what I don't need to remember is, hey, how about when that server did this and then they <laughs> forgot this and then this happened? It's like I, I don't need it to be perfect, but can I walk away saying, you know what, that was a good dinner. I had a good dinner. I felt like the experience was good. Customer service was there. Is their food the best food out there? No, it probably isn't, but you know what? I just had a good experience. I feel like I, I go into college basketball games. It's a I have no idea what to expect. I don't know if the refs are going to piss me off. I don't know if the players are going to hit any jumpers. I don't know if I'm watching good basketball or I'm not. And by the way, we're all saying this. You know what we're going to be doing in a couple hours? We're going to be watching college basketball. No, I'm going to watch for sure. But it, in your analogy of the restaurant, the waiter, the, the referees are spitting in your food. It's not just that they're they're bad and the food came out cold and your drink has ice chips in it. It's they they hey you know this um this Greek salad that you ordered. 
<laughs> it's like you're you're destroying this thing. Why are you yeah. going out of your way to ruin it for me? All right, ESPN that was fifty percent of the tweets yesterday. By the way, was about the referee, and that that's all you need to know, right? When that's the story, that's not a good story. ESPN Radio brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Piece in the Times uh, this morning talking about Andrew Friedman. Um, so Bill Walsh has a theory that if you spend ten years in a place, you need to move on. Theo Epstein kind of followed that. Pat Riley has talked about that before. That at some point. The message becomes stale. you got to go to a new place, and, and it's, it's good for everybody. Andrew Friedman's getting to that point where the Dodgers have been wildly successful, won the World Series. They're in the mix every single year. And the question, hey, you know, how long are you going to be here, comes up. The answer was, quote, be hard for me to go somewhere else until forced out because of that ecosystem and the culture that's been created here. I'll be disappointed if it's not better in six months from now or a year from now. There's always things to strive for to get better. Got me to think it. Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller, Trey Turner, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, all of these unbelievable, Will Smith, all of these unbelievably talented, young, dynamic Dodgers that they have. Dave Roberts, manager, has been very successful. There's nobody that's more important to their continued success than this guy, right? If you just snapped your fingers and said, hey, you got to pick between Mookie Betts and Andrew Friedman, as much as I love Mookie Betts, I'm picking Andrew Friedman. Because he, he can go find the next guy. He's going to draft the next guy. He's going to make the trade for the next guy. That Everywhere he's gone, it's worked. And the Dodgers have been somewhere between the best team in baseball to very close from the moment he walked through the door. He he is the Dodgers at this point when you really stop to think about it. Well, I, I, think, I think the most important personnel for the Dodgers is their ownership. Uh, the Guggenheim group, the moment they took over, all of a sudden, the Dodgers became a different type of organization. All of a sudden, the Dodgers became, hey, we got a shot. By the way, we're not going to go out there and just spend money. We're going to be smart with the front office people that we bring in. We're going to be smart with the personnel that we bring in. Um, we're going to make sure that our farm system, I was telling you, what was this, two weeks ago, that the Athletic has the Dodgers as the number one farm system in baseball. Yep. That's the same team that has a $270 million payroll this year. That should not be – it's supposed to be the small market teams that are thriving or trying to thrive in the farm system, and it's supposed to be the big market teams that spend money wildly with no no guarantee for success, the mm-hmm. Yankees and the Mets and the Dodgers. You would think that these teams are all put together. So I think the ownership group is the most important piece because we were just doing this when we were making some comparisons about Doc Rivers. Donald Sterling under the, uh, under the Clippers, and then all of a sudden you got – the real deal, Steve Ballmer, 100-something billion dollars. You know what, let me go buy the form because I'm in some legal trouble. Here's 400 mil cash. I'm going to go products pay for my own same, arena. Though. What's that? Pro- products kind of the same. They're good. They were good with Doc, with Donald Sterling. They're good with Ty Lue and, and, and Steve Ballmer. It's kind of the same, isn't it? Um, wait, wait. Give me the comparison again. So what, you're what, saying that, that Steve Ballmer is the guy that's the, the money behind the Clippers. And, and yeah, but – the guy that was picking the players before Ballmer got here, the guy that was coaching the team was with Doc and the other guys that have put these rosters together. I, I mean, we, we saw him do it with Donald Sterling, who's the worst owner in the history of sports, and they're still rolling with a good owner. They were rolling with a bad owner towards the end. That's why I'm thinking it's more Friedman. I'm thinking it's more the guy that's picking the players than the guy that's writing the checks. I, I think if you're – let me use Dr. Jerry Buss as an example. You can go get Jerry West and decide this is the most important person – in our franchise, but it's Dr. Jerry Buss that said, let me put the most important guy and let me get the hell out of the way. Mm-hmm. Mickey Harrison, I think that's the the Miami the heat. heat owner. Yeah. 
Carnival Cruise Lines, too. That'd be a fun thing to own. Yeah, what that's do you not own? bad. Eh, Cruise Line, no big yeah, deal. Yeah, that's not bad. Whatever. That's not bad. Want to go let, on let's, let's use this as an example. Is Pat Riley more important than Mickey Harrison? I think he is. I think Mickey Harrison's more important. Can and he's more important because Harrison says, let me put Pat Riley right I, here and yeah. let me get the hell out of his way. I, I get that if you have Mickey Harrison. But the problem with your theory is, Al, there's a lot of really deep-pocketed guys that suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? That you look at guys – look at Jerry Jones. The, the Jerry Jones spends as much money as anybody, but because Jerry Jones has selected Jerry Jones to be the guy that does the players – But that's why I'm not giving him credit. Okay, but that's what I mean, though. You can have money. Dan Snyder spends money, but he doesn't hire anybody that knows how to get the right players. You look at a guy, Artie Moreno spends a lot of money, but he doesn't hire the right guys to go hire. That I'm spending my money, but I'm putting the wrong guy. The Dodger pocketbook is second to none. They, they've got as much money as anybody else and more than just about everybody else. But if you put a guy that doesn't know how to go spend that money, I could have put it to you this way: If you gave me that money, but isn't I'm that not coming up with this? Isn't that the, isn't that why they went and got him? Like, just think about how good yeah, but the that's Dodgers the important have piece. Been is the point, right? Of the, course the it Dodgers. is. But, but but the point that we're making is the owners went and brought him. The owners brought him to the Dodgers. That's the point that I made. You're 100 percent right. There's no. But there are other owners that have money. Artie Moreno has empowered his guys to go spend money. They spend money. They just spend it on the wrong guys. They're, they they gutted the farm system. They give it to Josh Hamilton. You give it to C.J. Wilson. You're giving it to Albert Pujols. And all. it's like they just they're giving. They're picking the wrong guys. And I'm not saying money is the solution to everything because it's not. It's the the competent people, like a Dr. Jerry Buss, like we were just mm-hmm. talking about, like the Guggenheim group, and, and I'm, it, it, they're not everywhere. Steve Ballmer can't go outspend the Lakers, but what he could go outspend the Lakers on is in front office. He could go outspend them in going to get the right coaches. So obviously, you know, those assets of it. But you said something that, why would Andrew Friedman, I think part of what you just said, would he go somewhere else? Where else can you possibly go that's going to give you an opportunity to succeed the way the Dodgers do? That's number one. I think the other thing of it, too, is, Trav, if I'd have told you that the Dodgers had this much success over the last 10 years, and I told you, but they only got one World Series out of it, there has to be some emptiness, too, of this isn't accomplished yet. I mean, there, there has to be this feeling of we have every resource in front of us and we're run so well, and all we have to speak for it is one World Series. I don't want to minimize that, but it almost feels like the Dodgers, it feels like the next five, seven years, if they only got one, that there has to be more success coming up in the future because of how well they've been run. He had a a line in the piece talking about he wants to be the guy that was associated with the golden era of Dodger baseball. To your point, Slee, a golden era has to include more than one championship, right? That, That it's not done. And, and he was talking about his family, too, which I thought was really interesting because the, there's ambition, which is incredibly important, and there's a, a, the ability to realize your ambition, which he can do here in Los Angeles. He can do with this team. I want to go win a bunch of World Series. But you also need to be happy and realize that I could be a, a husband or a father or whatever it might be and, and do both of these things simultaneously. And some of those quotes that he was talking about, I think it's far more likely that he stays than goes anywhere else or decides to go try a different line of work. I mean, we've seen, we see that happen, too. Guys just say, you know, I'm going to go do something else because he can, you can scratch every itch. You can check every box here. You don't have to move your family. You get to spend time with it. He's not on the road like uh, a player would be. I'm sure he travels a lot. But this is an opportunity to do everything. To, to your point, the ownership group, what do you need? 
here, here, go get it, right? There's no, hey, hold on a second. Do we really need to give Mookie Betts a 12-year deal? Can we not make it? Yeah, if that's what it takes, go get it done. You need to pay Max Scherzer, go get it done. They're willing to do all of those things. But you're right. The, the, the baseball piece is here. The family piece is here. The relationship piece is here. The resources to do whatever you want is here. And as long as he's here, this is going to be the best organization in baseball. I don't know if they'll be the best team every year, but they're going to be the best organization because he's the guy at the tip of the spear. Isn't there also a part of everything that you just said, unfinished business? For like, sure. You see what For I'm saying? Sure. That, that when you're – you cannot tell me that the Dodgers organization, they've been so good, Trav, but you can't tell me they're content, right? No. Like, there has to be this – it's impossible we don't have another one under our belt. You know, like, I almost feel like that's – they're walking into this season. It's impossible we don't have two over the last ten years or it, three over the last ten years or whatever the case is. Put this – this this may be my favorite phrase on the show. I may have said this more than anything else we've done on the show. Two things can be true at the same time right, that are opposites. The Dodgers are the best team in baseball over the last 10 years, the most successfully run organization in the last 10 years, and they've also significantly underachieved. Both of those things can be – they're, they're both true. Yeah. 10 years of excellence in one and they World have the series. same as the Nationals, right? They have, <laughs> they have the, the same World as series. the Nationals, right? Yeah. They, they've got they, – they, 10 years of excellence, and you, look, look at the Giants. you got to go back a little bit more than 10 years, stretch it out to like 12. Giants have won three. Amazing. Right? The Giants have won three World Series. The Dodgers have won one. And while I don't subscribe to the pandemic season one doesn't count, it is different than a regular one. Sure. It's not less than, but it's different that you don't have any 162-game season World Series titles. I know the Astros ripped you off in one, but, you know, that's one of the – the Yankees have as much claim to that as you do. So I don't know how you can be the best team in baseball for 10 years – and also be underachievers because they're both. And that's what I mean by Friedman looking at the situation. And there's probably it, – it's not like he can sit back and say, you know what, I got three here. I'm good. There's nothing more for me – there's nothing left for me to do here. I feel like there's has to be within the organization there's unfinished business. All right. This is one of – arguably, today is the day, uh, March 25th, of one of the most important basketball games in the history of the NBA. I sincerely mean that. Yeah, I'll tell you true. which one it was coming up next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I don't know if Chris knows about this, but there's a major announcement coming up on uh, Friday as well, or Monday, excuse me, that, uh, Slee, you, you, you may or may not be involved on. We'll, okay. uh, we'll, we'll get to that as well. Uh, little Elton John right there. Emily and I were having a conversation during the break. Um, Elton John's coming to Los Angeles. You said it's in November, Emily? Yeah, is that November what it is? 19th and 20th. He's playing at Dodger Stadium. Okay. So, obviously, the site of one of his most iconic shows. 
that uh, the bedazzled Dodger uniform that he came out, part of the, the Rocket Man movie, the whole thing. You, you're kind of on the fence about whether you want to go or not, right? Right. So it's a little expensive. So it, it's more than I usually pay for a ticket. But obviously, it's Sir Elton John. You should yes. expect it. But it's a, like getting in the door is about 210 220 which is usually not what I spend. Usually less than 100 or about 100 for tickets. But it's like it's Elton John. It's going to cool be at so Dodger much Stadium. Fun. It's going to be at Dodger Absolutely. Stadium. Yeah. And I think even if I'm going by myself, that would be super fun. Okay, I think I, that, I don't know. So I, I was trying to push Emily into spending the money. Mm-hmm. Where, where do you come out? Because an experience like that, like it, yeah. it, it, for a show like that, the, the, the chances of her walking out of Dodger Stadium after that show going, well, that sucked, are virtually mm-hmm. zero. And now maybe you got to eat ramen for a month. Maybe you got to skip your Starbucks for a year or so to make the money back. But don't you dig a little bit in that moment for a, a really singular event like that? Don't you have to go do it? So I don't think there's anything I spent on something that wasn't an experience that I didn't say to myself. I mean, it obviously, it's got to be. If I spent two hundred on Elton John, I would look at it differently because I'm not an Elton John. I'd, I'm not. I'd, not going to be as familiar or as passionate as you are. But any time you have, whether it's an artist that you want to go uh, uh, listen to or it's maybe a trip that you want to go take or something along those lines, I don't think I've ever regretted spending that money. Okay, you know so what I mean? Now that I'm on board, because <laughs> I probably will do that, do I wear the bedazzled uh, Dodger uh, <laughs> uniform? <laughs> like, how far should I go if I'm going to be going to an Elton John concert? How you, how great should my costume be? You definitely got to do the hat, right? I don't. It's up oh, to yeah. you whether you want to go with the full the full bedazzled like jumper. That, that's up to you. But yeah, a, a hat with some sequins along the way. Why not? Wear the, the Phoenix spirit. costume that he has yes. uh, that he wore in the, <laughs> the movie. I I'm a big fan. I really like costumes. I really like getting dressed up for things. But the thing is Travis if i'm going by myself always yep yep <laughs> going by myself should i go as hard i don't know you can well, borrow I get mine respect? if you want i have it says john on the back and you can, right. uh, you can just walk right out there it look, might be a little big on you i'm a little taller than you I'm, are but... i'm sure you wear it to bed too it's <laughs> well we've already night. discussed that <laughs> I, I don't but you know that's a whole another topic for for another day okay. for me. what's that Nothing. let's do Nothing a go fund me for me uh, well, no, I mean, I, I never say never sleep, but last night was one of the nine. I said about nine out of ten times last night was one of the nine. It's, it's starting to warm up a little bit. It's a little bit, uh, I, I took, so we have a couple of blankets, took one off. It's I don't think I'd fall asleep. <laughs> oh, yeah, you would. Sleep good, nice and fresh and clean and uh, free. It's, it's a very, very, it's a very liberating feeling. I'm just, I'm just letting you know along the way. Okay. Um, tomorrow. We're not on tomorrow, so usually we do have anniversaries that we talk about. But tomorrow, uh, March 26th, will be the 43rd anniversary of Larry Bird and Magic Johnson playing against each other in the NCAA final. We don't need to go. Magic won that game, and it was the I, I think it still is the highest-rated college basketball game of all time. Uh, I believe that that's true. And while it was a college basketball game, it arguably was one of the most important games in NBA history hmm. because it launched one of the great rivalries of all time that one guy went to the Celtics that the other guy went to the Lakers that they played against each other in the finals and it was an epic battle that they went and played against each other in the finals as often as they did in the NBA not only was it the greatest college basketball game of all time arguably it was more important to the history and the success of the NBA the NBA was in the toilet that this is what winning time's all about right mm-hmm. the NBA was in a weird spot and those two dudes started a rivalry that saved the NBA. 
So, listen, I know what we want to see sometimes, most of the time, it's not going to happen. But I think one of the things that we talk about college basketball, I don't know who any of these people are. I don't know who the hell they are. A lot of these players that are playing in today's game, there'll never really be an opportunity for something like this again. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Duke, North Carolina, the ACC, in the next couple of years, you're going to have the best player for Duke, uh, who's going to be the number one pick out, out of the uh, uh, in the country, and the second best player is with North Carolina, and that's going to be the number two pick. And we're fortunate enough to see them battle it out in the March Madness tournament uh, can in I, a can key I stop game. You right there, really quickly, because what if in, in that scenario, what if the the Magic Johnson in this co- comparison goes yep. to Orlando and the Larry Bird goes to Indiana? It's just that's it's the not, other part of th- it. That's the that, part that's, of it. They went to the Lakers and the Celtics. And that's what I was just going to say, that even if you had that happen in college basketball, then the question is going to be, are these two going to face each other at some point? Are they are they even in the same conference? Is it better that it's east than the west? And for me, one of the things that I've lost with college basketball is I don't know who these people are. So we've kind of we've talked a ton of times about we're not sure who these players are. There's other options than to just go into college. There's the one and dones. You could go play and some guys will go to Europe, whatever the case is. There's other options. They'll go try to get a check when they're 18, not wait till they're 19 or 20. The magic bird stuff. I wasn't even born in that era. I wasn't even when magic and bird were playing each other in the finals. That was not my era of basketball. Trav, I've read every book. Yeah. I, I could tell you what happened in, 1980 when it's the Lakers taking on the Philadelphia 76ers sure. and Magic suits up at center. The documentary they had on HBO, Magic Bird, was one of the best documentaries I've ever watched. It was – when you go back to that college game that you're talking about, still to this day people talk about how great that rivalry was. We just might never the, – the stars may never align towards that ne- again. Never, never, because for, for all the reasons you said. And then here here's this part of it too. They hated each other's guts at the beginning. It wasn't like most of these guys, they all know each other. They play AAU. They're in the same tournaments. They, they, they interact with each other from the time that they're in the eighth grade all through high school to the early parts of college. They, they, they become friendly for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have Larry Bird and Magic Johnson were different in every possible way. One is black. One is white. One is kind of a grumpy sourpuss. The other guy is the life of the party. You've got one guy that is flashy and behind-the-back passes and no look and all these things, and you got another guy who, you know, air quotes, fundamentally sound and, and does all these things. you got one guy that goes to the East Coast. you got one guy that comes to the West Coast. Everything about them was different, and then they just played each other over and over again. For the two most important franchises in the history of this league, it will never be like that again. It can't be like that again. You know, we, we just got a little taste of this, and I told you it was one of my favorite scenes. Episode 2 of Winning Time, when Dr. Jerry Buss meets Red, right? And they decide they're going to go to dinner. Uh, I thought you were going to talk about when Magic went to Zastros. I thought that's the scene you were going to get into. But, uh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> right? So it, it almost, like, took you back to that rivalry before it even started. And everything that you're just kind of referencing here, but uh, obviously you did not care about that scene. So I was more I interested in it? Magic meeting Zastro at the premiere and then him dialing the number a little bit later on. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, Zastro, Zastro's a good character. I don't know if Zastro's a real guy or not, but it uh, it took the story to a place that Wasn't we knew that it was going to go eventually. name at Santa Barbara? Yep. T- Trav or Zastro, those are the two things they called me, and I had the hat. 
there was the guy walking around. But that uh, four, what did you say, Emily? Was it forty six years ago? Is that what it is? Forty six. Don't try years to go back now. Playing? You what can't do you mean, go back. Forty three. To what? Forty three. Now you want to go back to the rivalry? No. Well, the I don't think Larry Bird was at Zastros. I don't play genuine again. I, I don't know if they had the uh, Boston equivalent of Zastros for Larry. Kind of hope they did. That'd be kind of cool. It'd probably be called like. Uh, uh, Seamus O'Sullivan's, and it, yep. <laughs> it would be where you'd go and you'd get some corned beef and cold listen cuts to and the dropkick murders. And some gingers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of freckled, red-headed women. It would be a different uh, be a different environment. Boston's I love, I love, I love what's in your head right now. I almost yeah. just want to just – I, I want to take a step back and just listen. I'm going to stop talking because I'm going to go open Zastro's Boston uh, – <laughs> Coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, that's my big announcement on Monday. So I'm leaving to move to Boston to open Zastros. That's, that's exactly what I'm going to do. All right. <laughs> the Lakers and the uh, I should say the Lakers and the Clippers. We also um, got it. We got to get into that. What is that? The most hated players in the NBA. Oh yeah. Well, no, no big surprise who won that. We'll tell you who it is next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Go buy the tickets, Emily. Go knock right. it out. Go in there right now. Yep. Go do it. Uh, you will have a fantastic time. Yeah, you time. won't regret it. Sleek, can you do this segment by yourself? What? I have investors for Boston Zastro on the other line. They want to get in on this. They uh, want to give me some seed money. You want to take care of this? Yeah, no, you're good. I know you have multiple LLCs that you're working on right now. So yes. this is the next um, – it's phase one of the uh, – of what is it? You said the seed money, right? Were you taking that group yeah. A, the group one? Round okay. one of think? fundraising, I think is there what you go. call it. I right? want you it's... to match the outfit that he wore in, in that episode, too. I want you to have the big hat, the big coat, but it needs to all be green because it has to be Emily, Boston. that's a Tuesday night at the Rogers household. <laughs> By the way, if we're doing Halloween costumes, Zastro would not be a bad choice for me. I may, yeah, it's uh, not a bad one. may have to throw that in there. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Um, How about Norm online. Nixon in the, on the movie? Yeah, poor uh, Norm. He got cut from the movie. He didn't even get in. He didn't even get Magic was back there like, what, what are we doing here? Is this what I'm dealing with? You know what was fat? So with the in, right before that scene, when they're out front of the premiere, right? And mm-hmm. the, the, the knuckleheaded photographer's like, are you guys on the Rams? And they're, they're like, no, we're yep. the world champion Lakers. Things change a little bit, right? That imagine thinking that the Rams at the time would be a bigger deal than the Lakers. And there's not a bigger show in town than the Lakers right now. It's just Rams are, are trying to close that gap. They were, But that the Rams were the thing in town, that kind of jumped off at me. No, I did, and by the way, that was before Dr. Jerry Buss turned it into sure. the Los Angeles Lakers. So yeah, it obviously went, it went from – yeah, people aren't paying attention to it where everyone in L.A. was paying attention to it. 
Okay, so uh, uh, Bet Online did a, a thing where they tracked all of the negative tweets that were written about various um, NBA players, and to, to neither of our surprises, by that metric, negative tweets written about. Which, by the way, you take the most negative space in the world, Twitter, and then start figuring out who gets the most terrible things said about him. That LeBron was. When I feel bad about myself, I go to Twitter. Sure, it's uplifting. What, yep. what did you say earlier? Positive affirmations. Twitter yes. is the exact opposite of that. If you want to really feel like a chump, go read your mentions on Twitter on any given day. LeBron was the leader. Over a hundred thousand negative tweets about him in the last thirty days. And you weren't surprised. I wasn't surprised. Emily Taylor. Not, none of us were surprised by all of this. And then we started kind of knocking it around about like break it down. Why? Well, the, the, the most obvious reason is that LeBron says what's on his mind, and, and, and about half this country doesn't like what he has to say about it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's about the, that you have the people that are with LeBron, and then you have the people that don't want to hear about that when they turn around uh, turn on a basketball game, and they really don't want to hear about it, right? That's a big part of it. A big, the other part of it is he's really good, and we sometimes dislike guys that are really good. And then there's this LeBron does the thing where – he actively engages in the discourse and then pretends that he's not involved in the discourse. And I think that the hypocrisy of that aggravates a lot of people. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add another layer to this because I, I think there, there's some truth to all that. Everybody's going to have their own reason. I, I know that when LeBron was in Cleveland when he was first drafted, bro, I was rooting for the guy. Are sure. you kidding me? Who the hell is this guy? He's from Akron, Ohio. Um, he he's plays the game the right way, and then he left and he went to the Miami Heat, and it was this, wait a minute, you can't do that in the NBA. You're not supposed to go join forces with other, no, 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 the, the owners trade players. The players don't figure out a way to all go play together, and, and he's in Miami, and I think a lot of people, you know, obviously hated him for that. We're going to go in five, six, seven, whatever the case is. Goes back to Cleveland, everybody starts loving him again. And then he goes and joins a Laker franchise that already, if you're a Laker fan, you're a Laker fan, but there's many other fan bases that despise the Lakers. They don't want to mm-hmm. see the Lakers succeed. You have the combination of Braun, and you have the combination of the Lakers on one team. He's incredibly popular, like you said. There's some political things that people will disagree, and they say, okay, that's it. That's I don't want anything to do with Braun. It. It's a combination of all this stuff that Braun is on that list, but I kind of <laughs> like it. I kind of like that he just kind of, Carved his own path, and it's like you like it, you like it, you don't, you don't. What I like about it is that he doesn't give a damn. That that that's mm-hmm. the part that I'm going to say what's on my mind, whether you like it or not. This is what I believe, and here it comes, and take it or leave it. I I don't really care, but I'm not going to stop doing it because half of the people don't like. For instance, and I'm not trying to disparage Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan actively avoided things like political discourse he did not want to engage in those sorts it of was things. bad for business it was bad for business and he didn't want to and, and by the way if he didn't want to engage that's fine that's his business he doesn't have to if he doesn't want to lebron chose the opposite path and, and i appreciate it and i respect him for it and i'm a lebron james fan the one criticism that makes some sense to me with lebron mm-hmm. and this this is kind of similar to alex rodriguez to a degree who does he belong to Right, like I, I know that the people in Cleveland feel very they they have a, a bond to to LeBron James. I I get that, but is the is the bond in Cleveland to LeBron like the bond in L.A. to Magic Johnson, the bond in L.A. to Kobe Bryant, 
Is it the bond in Boston to Larry Bird or a player like that or Kevin McHale or any of those other guys that because he moved around, because he was very strategic in where he would choose to go, hey, I'm going to go play with Dwayne Wade. I'm going to bring Chris Bosh with me. Boom, four or four finals appearances, a couple of championships. Hey, you know what? Cleveland is looking pretty good again. I'm going to go back there, play with Kyrie. Boom, four finals appearances, a championship. Hey, it's towards the end of my career. I'm interested in the movie business. We can go get Anthony Davis. I'm going to come to L.A. Boom, title that he is a bit of a guy that floats around and is strategic. and Like, Laker fans will never feel for him the way that they felt for Kobe. Heat fans will never feel for him the way they feel for Dwayne Wade. Who does he belong to? And I think this is part of the reason that the negativity comes out is everybody, even Laker fans, even Heat fans, there's a little bit of an axe to grind with this guy. Now, I, I think he is to what Kobe and Magic are to the Lakers. I think he is that Not to the a Cleveland chance. Cavaliers. Sleaze played for two other teams, won titles for him. He came, he left, he went back. Let me tell you why. I'll tell you why. He was there for 11 years. He's originally from Ohio. He got them a championship. It's You know, when you compare the Lakers and the Celtics or compare some of these prestigious franchises, you the Lakers win a championship, and the first thing on your mind is, well, when are they going to go win it again? That's not the the – you don't think that with the Cleveland Cavaliers. That one you got is worth five. Not literally, but you know I, what I'm saying. What that it is the the one that he got in Cleveland. He is going to be he he is the LeBron James to the Cleveland Cavaliers is Michael Jordan to the and maybe it's better answer for somebody who's from Cleveland than for me to pretend like I'm Please from tell there. Me you weren't going to say that Jordan and the Bulls are the same as LeBron and the Cavs. You weren't going to say that. I think the Cavs fans think of LeBron James as arguably the greatest athlete that they've ever seen oh, in that's their – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll buy that. But that's how important he is to them. And I, that's left. not that's Do you not, not remember them burning the jerseys in the street? Do you not remember them tearing the, the billboards down? Do you not remember what they do when he came back? Ang- no, no, I'm not saying that Come they here, didn't buddy. make nice. Put, open I, they, your arms up. Come give me a, a hug. Of, Al, there were a lot of hard feelings for a very long time. You, don't, no, no. you, you that, can that, forgive, but you don't forget. There's a lot of negativity in there, too. I'm not saying that a lot that of it didn't came, get erased. That There's game no that negativity with Kobe. No negativity with Michael Jordan. They love mm-hmm. – they're unquestionably love. There is no negative association with those guys in those places. With LeBron, there was a – yeah, that when he left, man, I wanted to break his neck. And when he came back, they, a lot of people got over it. But for years, they loathed the guy. I'm an outsider because I'm not in Cleveland, so somebody else – I'm from an outside perspective, I'm assuming that Cleveland fans think that LeBron James is one of the greatest athletes to ever walk through that door and deliver them a championship. That's different than loving him. Greatest oh, athlete. I think they love him. I think they love him. No question about it. I don't know. All-Star oh, I definitely think year? they do. What did you say, Taylor? The All-Star game this year? No, no. They, they I'm not saying they don't appreciate what he did. I'm not saying he's not the greatest player to come through there. But and I'm not saying appreciate. I'm saying love. I'm saying love. Jordan and Kobe love, and then there's this – you left. You broke my heart. I know you came back, but I can never get over the fact that you left me for a prettier girl. You you may have come back eventually, but if, I still feel it in there. I, I still can never get over the fact came that you dumped me for a four years. If, Say again, if there, came back and bought a championship. I, I, I'm not arguing that, but you you guys don't. I don't think are understanding my point, which is there is. We've been in love our entire lives. We ended this thing together. We've been together and. 
yeah, you know, you had that weird thing where you went and you, you dated your secretary for four years and had two kids, and then you come back and gave me one, and I, and I love you and I appreciate it, but uh, those other kids, and by the way, now we're divorced again, and you had two more kids over here with this. It's like that's kind of the relationship I think the word you're I think the word you're trying to describe is the loyalty, that you'll never have right. you'll never have a, a – You'll never have a um, – because Kobe only wore one jersey – that's going to have a different feeling in L.A. than somebody that, that went around a couple different places or Magic or whatever the case is. But I still think they have unbelievable love for Braun in Cleveland. Like, I, I, I get what you're saying, but maybe it's because Cleveland uh, has only, only has one championship in their franchise history that maybe that's different. I think they like uh, Travis Hafner and Julio Franco just as much. I think it's exactly the same thing. Big Indians, or Guardians, I forget. Here, real, real quick. If you played for the team prior to them being the Guardians, were you on the Guardians or were you on the Indians? Which team were you on? Yeah, what is Jim Tomey? Right, perfect example. Did Jim, Who did Jim, Jim Tomey's best years came with the who? Cleveland baseball team. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's, it's complicated. I get why they changed it. I'm okay with changing it, but... He didn't play for the Guardians. He played for the Indians. The Dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. So, Al, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. Emily, make sure that you're ready for this one. The Bachelor premiered on this day in 2002. Right. Man, <laughs> how time flies, huh? <laughs> One second, like once other than just flipping through and it happened to land. Have you ever watched a single segment of The Bachelor? 2002 to 2014, I was in. Then after that, things got a little dicey. After Ben Higgins. got a little busy after Ben. And then I didn't watch anymore after that. Okay, that's a lie. (laughs) You have never seen a single second of that show. I, I, I know you well enough to know that there's nothing that would interest you less than something like that. Remember Hannah? Nope. Hannah B. Hannah B. Yeah. And Clayton. <laughs> Clayton currently, yeah. He just yep. finished. Yep. That's that just one just Emily, finished. You need, to, you, you need to find other things to do other than TikTok and The Bachelor. Can I, I just I say, when you, wait, when, when, you Google, when, you Google, when you Google something and you have no context to it, I have no idea what to say. <laughs> okay. So the last season actually was like very dramatic. Clayton no, got no, dumped off a couple times. Clayton got wasn't. dumped, bro. <laughs> Got dumped by both girls. Ends up with a third girl that said no to him originally. So honestly, Clayton's kind of like, done. That's a good storyline. <laughs> it's the most dramatic season of The Bachelor okay, wait, ever. Can they I just say this? Season. A lot of people and dudes and dudes love Bachelor. Like I'm not, I, so, I, that's, I'm not there are a lot of people on, who like what did it. We say? 20, it's been on 20 years, so obviously somebody's <laughs> A lot of people it. get it that. from like – so a lot of men get it because their girlfriends watch it and they actually get intrigued. Two, I watched it with my sorority. It was kind of like a bonding event. And now I watch it with my best friend of our FaceTime. She lives in Wyoming. So it's our time to chat and watch yes. together. So that stuff is really nice for That's me. That's how you bond, bro. And I, I love cheesy drama gossip. I love it. Here's what I don't get. I've never seen a single second of it. I've never seen a single second of Survivor. I've never seen a single second of Big Brother. And I know they've been – and I'm not throwing shade at watching them. What My point is I don't understand how something could be on for 20 years, and I've never seen it once. That's the part. Like, you could – there are okay, shows but is, aren't there I people who never watch you, Seinfeld? <laughs> people, people never watch Seinfeld. Some never. people – yeah. Like, I, I know there are people – but you, I, when I, I need you to understand what I'm saying. 
there are like for instance, I think I Love Lucy is just so painfully unfunny. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen it. I, I've I've watched it occasionally because I've been trapped somewhere and I didn't have a remote control. You're missing but out, harsh. I, okay. I've seen it. Like, I've never seen this. I don't understand how that's possible. And there's a bunch of those shows like it. You're, and, and you're looking at me like I'm weird, Slee. You're in the same boat. You've never oh, seen no, it either. I, I'm on the same <laughs> boat, but I feel like you're angrier than I am. I'm not angry. It's survived for 20 years. How you can't hit it on accident. Like, NCIS, I think, debuted in 1946. There's it's only finished. one murder she wrote, okay? <laughs> okay, perfect example. And not really a murder she wrote. I've seen it. I, how could I have never seen these? I don't know. It seems very weird. There are to people me in the world the that way. don't exactly consume media the same way that you do, Trav. Not I, everyone I, watches the Lakers every night. <laughs> I, 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 I don't watch the Minnesota Timberwolves. I've seen their games. Yeah, I, I, I've never. I'm not a uh, Florida Marlins fan. I've seen it. How could I have gone? They're going to be. Hey hey, guys, let me, let me help out. Let me help out. <laughs> Emily, when is it on? It's on Mondays, sometimes Tuesdays, but also, mostly Mondays on ABC. At at eight, like eight, nine? but I also okay. usually watch it the next day on Hulu anyway. But. Should I watch the next one? No, it's Five actually going to be hosted by. <laughs> it's going to be hosted by two bachelorettes. The first time ever, it's going to be two bachelorettes at the same All right, that's, time. Trav, I, there's no Laker game on Monday. Lakers talk ends it's not at on right now. It's Let's both seasons. watch. Oh, it's not the season's over. Then we're not. You can watch it. last season. <laughs> yeah, it's over. Okay. Then. okay, so you can now put if you have an Arizona driver's license or an ID card, you can upload it to your iPhone. And okay. that is your, and it's an official ID, Emily. Is that the idea that it's yeah? Like so a, this is a, a training program with the DMV in, in Arizona to see if they can make it widespread in the United States. So essentially, on your that on is, your yeah, Apple Pay, absolutely. if it's right there. I mean, by the way, I, I I know I'm probably super late to this. I am just irrationally thrilled every time I get to use Apple Pay. I I love it. I like holding my phone over the little thing and hearing you Google. It just brings me great joy. That I could put everything on that phone would be terrific. Okay, there's certain things that. I lose track of. So when I go down to Starbucks and it's like, hey, Al, another 25 in here, buddy. It's been a little second since you. The money thing, I don't have any track of. And I, that's not always a positive thing. But the ID and stuff like that, your insurance and all that stuff, Yeah, if I can just, all that stuff is sitting there and I don't have to ever have it in my, or worry about where it is. Sounds like a good idea. And it's not just the. It's an official one. Like, I could get on an airplane with it because you actually have to – you can't have a picture of your driver's license on your thing and say, well, I did a screen grab of my license. Is this cool. Good luck getting on the plane, right? You actually need it that it's an official deal. I, uh, I'm with it. The U.S. men's national soccer team played Mexico to a scoreless draw yesterday. Nil, nil, Slee. Um, we need something, right? Like, I, I, I'm not the soccer guy that's saying, oh, yeah. you know, this ties and it's stupid, but – we can't play a whole game and have nothing happen, right? Somebody's got to do something. All right, so yesterday it was on CBS, and I went to the app, and I was going to watch college basketball game and did not know that USA is playing Mexico. Um, so I actually put it on. I, I'm okay. Listen, I'm, I'm good on some of these, yeah. these big soccer matches. Sure. I like the international play. Um, would I like a goal? Of course I would. <laughs> but I don't watch a game, even if it's 0-0, and think that the game can't be exciting. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's a zero almost... zero game can be exciting if it doesn't end in zero zero. Like if it's zero zero for how long? You're saying because game? it's a it's draw and there's no shootout or anything. It's ninety. A soccer game's ninety minutes, right? Okay, so yeah, it's, it's ninety. 90 plus, but yeah. wait, wait. Do they play? Because I this stage of the tournament, I think there are draws. 
and they don't have shootouts or overtime or anything like but that. It's just qualifiers. Eighty-eight minutes of zero-zero yeah. could be very exciting, right? It's it's oh, it got close. Oh, he just missed her. Oh, a great save. I get it. Mm-hmm. But if the ninetieth minute goes by, I'm like, all right, later. That's the most. Un- that, 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 what did we do? What did, what are we doing here? That we you're walking away. That you're basically walking away. Nobody knows how to feel. Yeah, it's just that. Well, I know how I feel. I feel terrible. I wasted however ninety minutes, I guess, of with no conclusion. It's like reading a book and not reading the last chapter. It's like I don't know what happened. I'm out of only- here. Peace. <laughs> it's like what are we doing? It's only because it's this stage. But you are right. It would be nice that there's a. Uh, Something to finish this thing off. It's it's equivalent of NFL game, an NFL game that goes to overtime, and you it's the game's twenty three twenty three, and they're like, all right, well, you go to your locker room, I'll go to mine. Everybody, the crowd's walking away, like I don't know how to feel. Exactly. All right, you can now get a cab with your Uber app in New York City. Isn't the whole point of Uber so you don't have to get in a cab? This I'm confused by this. I don't. I, I'd rather sit in the back of a Toyota Corolla that is a moonlighting school teacher than some grody cab that I nine thousand other people have been in that very same day. I don't understand this either. I'm not. I don't think I'm. I don't think it's clicking here for me. I haven't taken a, a cab in a long time, and now it's just as simple as all right. Well, I'll just get Uber. I'll get Uber. But there, actually, you know what? I've, you know what I've taken a cab. If I'm at Actually, I don't even know this rarely happens. L- if I'm at LAX and you know, Uber, get you? getting an Uber, it's as difficult as getting in and out of LAX. So if there's a car just available, I'll take it. But typically, I'm just using an Uber. Just, ke- just catch a connector to uh, Santa Barbara and then just drive back to L.A. It's probably quicker. It's uh, an easier way to get out of LAX than actually trying to navigate your way through that thing. Mason and Island is coming up next. Have a fantastic day. Travis Sleep Act Monday morning at 10 a.m. and I got some big news for you on Monday morning. It's all coming up. Mason and Island next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.